Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I am your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt today, and we are here to finally deliver our long-promised Ancient Egypt podcast that yes. Matt has been kind of clamoring to do here for a while, and I've been dragging my Since feet Since the dawn on, of time. <laughs> on just because I'm one of those people that the reason why I didn't want to just come over here, flip on the mics, and start talking about it is because I don't know enough about Egypt to even start other than being like, yeah, man, it's really cool and really old. So I wanted to like have a chance to do some research first and like get some notes down and then we can just go off of the notes and kind of I feel like you can't know because you'll you'll never know everything about Egypt. We don't even know what the fucking hieroglyphic like I'm just jump in right now. We don't even know what 90% of the hieroglyphics say. Well, and we're not the Joe Rogan experience, so we can't get like some like world-renowned Egyptologist oh, yeah. in here to be on the podcast. That'd be fucking awesome. Cause, but but dude, imagine get if we the- could do that where we just have a third person sitting here just being like, this is what I do for a living. Here's all. The- and we could just literally flip on the mics and be like, dude, tell me about the Great Pyramids. Tell me some crazy shit. And they just go on like a well, two-hour long My favorite thing. thing about him when they do that to it and then the expert's like, we don't even know. And I'm like, that's even more fascinating that you don't know. He's like, yeah, we're supposed to try and figure that out this year, but we don't know. And I'm like, yeah, that shit's been there for thousands of years and we still don't know. Yeah. Well, think about that statement for a second. Like how fascinating would it be to be in a field where the quote unquote experts and people who have been studying this for their entire lives still like really have have no fucking idea what is going on there or what happened or how something was built or what something says. I thought about that before we get into the Egypt stuff. I thought about that in um, Mexico when we were there in January for our um, honeymoon, seeing the Mayan ruins, seeing Chichen Itza, and they had hieroglyphics there. And I I was looking at them going like, how does one even begin to decipher this? Like say you're an archaeologist who stumble on that where do you even start? Like, I don't, I mean, I guess I'm not a That's, linguist, so people who are linguists, but, like, kind of can start to understand how languages are put together and maybe, like, backwards engineer it from there. But I really don't know how you look at those and just go, like, I don't know what the fuck this is saying. Especially you when gotta remember, like, it's really confusing because, like, it's, I feel like it's comparable to, like, Mandarin Chinese, where one symbol is maybe just a, a word sentence. or maybe it's like a paragraph of stuff. Right. Like, I don't know what this is saying. Is this just saying the sun or is this like conveying an entire religious ceremony to me? I don't, how am I well, supposed to know that? You also have to remember too, that like Egypt's such an ancient place as far as like the civilizations and the people who have lived there that over time, I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about it, but the Roman empire came in and conquered them. You know, like there's there's yeah, so we'll, much we'll get there so much sure. culture just in like the Cairo area and Alexandria area that it's like they went through so many different cultural changes over its history that you know like I think they're uh, Egyptians main language now is Arabic, mm-hmm. but I don't think that was derived from like ancient Egyptian. Yeah, no, I don't think it was because when the Romans came over, they probably spoke. Why am I Latin? Latin, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think about it. Like they spoke Latin, so then Latin probably got mixed in. But that was after that was like way towards ancient Egypt. So it's like the language has been changed so much. And like I'll jump into a quick religious thing. It's the same with the Bible. Like it's been transferred through so many different languages 
that some things have gotten lost in translation. Yeah, 100%. And so there's things where it's like, does anybody know this? And every living human being would be like, never learned that from my ancestors. We have no clue. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so we have nothing to go off of. There's stuff that just gets lost to the sands of time. And that's what really trips me out. And it's really funny, like last night... Uh, Taya was doing some more studying and stuff because she's obviously like in nursing school doing homework and all that kind of stuff. And she stops by every once in a while and she'd be like, well, how's it going on your on your ancient Egypt research? And I'm like, it's so fascinating, babe. Like, check this out. Can you imagine like this, this, and this or whatever? I'm like, don't you think this is crazy that? And then like I'll go on this whole thing and she'll be like, no, not really. I'm like, that's not fascinating to you? She's like, no, nah, not really. Dude, and I, I don't, I, I don't understand how like when you start – and really Egypt is just one example. But if you think about – what has happened on earth throughout the life cycle of the planet, how much shit that has happened that is just lost to time that we will never know the answers to. You know what I mean? Going back not only thousands of years, but talk about like millions of years back to like the dinosaurs and shit, like how different this world actually looked right? and what has happened to it to change it so drastically. Like we live these tiny infinitesimal lifespans in comparison to like well, think about scale that. Of things. If it's we live to be 106 insane. years old, we're like you're old as fuck. Like, yeah, you've lived you a long life, lived, and that's a really long life. Like yeah. that is really long. And then you're like, yeah, this turtle <laughs> right here has been around for like 700 years, and you're like, what? And yeah, like yeah. Well, and even it just even chills that, on an island by himself. Even if you lived for 700 years, I mean, we're talking about. So, um, this is one of like the first. So I. The way I structured my notes, I have a Word document here that has like three pages. It's just basically ancient Egypt notes, which is like kind of the life cycle and the different eras of ancient Egypt. I have Egyptian mythology, which we can save some of that for a whole other podcast and just do a mythology podcast, which I really think I would think be a good be, idea in the I future. I think we're going to have to separate. We might I have think to this segment would just be like this. a broad yeah. overview because I know we want to do one on pyramids. And the pyramids are definitely going to take a couple well, hours. And that's what I was about. just going to say is my third section is all about the pyramids. So this, I think this honestly, we should kind of just market this as like the Egyptian podcast part one. All right, <laughs> we're going to set this up for a yeah. bigger, dis- or like multiple big discussions. Yeah, because I, I honestly think like the mythology of it and the pyramids could be their own whole episodes that are like an hour and a oh, half yeah. long or whatever. But I think we should do an overall mythology episode at some point. I'm very fascinated by mythology. Dude, just we could any do culture. one on Egyptian. We could do one on Fascinating Greek. We shit. could do Nor- one Norse on... mythology. Yeah. I, I love that shit, dude. It's so fucking interesting. Anyway, so that's kind of how I have my notes structured. Um, but this... So I'll go ahead and I did cite my sources for anyone out there who's wondering about that. I'm Wikipedia.com. I'm not just wikipedia this and just taking it as my own information. Um... I found this really great um, – I guess it's not really right to call it an article because it's kind of like a academic segment on history.com, basically the same thing that does like the history channel. Um, and they had a whole thing about basically ancient Egypt. And it's like a – you know, obviously this is – for anyone who like really studies this stuff, this is just barely grazing the surface. But I learned a lot about ancient Egypt last night just reading the few things I did online in the span of an hour or two that I either had never learned before or I had forgotten about. So we're talking about like the concept of time on this planet, like how much time has passed and how many things that have happened that we're just never going to know existed right. or like what it looked like, what it felt like to be there, all this kind of stuff. So all in all, throughout kind of like the entire life cycle of ancient Egypt, 
um, from the early pre-dynastic period to, to Alexander the Great's conquest, ancient Egypt's history extends from roughly 5,000 BC to 330 BC. It's a long time. I mean, that's like 5,000 years worth of history. That's 7,000 years ago, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing to me is when just... I mean, that's just one fact I have written down here, the very first fact. And when you start thinking about, you know, how long ago World War II seems to us, and that's not that long ago. And there's very little survivors of it. And, yeah. And that's, yeah. And we're talking about something that happened, like you said, 7,000 years ago is kind of when that area of the world started being, you know, founded and settled by people. And what I, what I had written down here and what I learned was that it basically originated from... Uh, Neolithic communities, so late Stone Age communities from northeastern Africa kind of heading into that area of the Mediterranean and kind of changing from like hunter-gatherers to an agricultural like culture. Because of the Nile. Yeah, because of the Nile. Uh, um, and that's kind of how Egypt was founded, essentially, is from what I learned. But um, real quickly, I just want to kind of run through like the different periods. This is, I guess this is how... So another thing to mention too is like I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. We could have an Egyptologist on. That is an actual field of study. That is an actual field of science. Because we it's still Egyptology. know like practically nothing. Yeah, like we're it's, still uncovering. That's that's how much of a gold mine this is for archaeology, for you know, language experts, for any 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 field any, of anything. of science that studies history and humanity. Egypt is its own field. Like you can be an Egyptologist, which is just fucking crazy. So anyway, this is how Egyptologists kind of split up the life cycle of ancient Egypt. So it kind of starts with the what they call the pre-dynastic period. This was from like roughly 5,000 to 3,100 BC. Um, then you have the archaic or early dynastic period, which is from 3,100 to 2,686 BC. Then you have the Old Kingdom or the Age of the Pyramid Builders, which is this is the age where obviously from the name the Great Pyramids spring up. This happens the from Aliens game. <laughs> this happens from twenty six eighty six to twenty one eighty one BC. Then, so another thing that I learned as I was reading through this, they have these um, periods called intermediate inter intermediate periods, where. Egypt as a civilization went through periods of great strife and violence and internal turmoil and kind of fell into disarray for a period of time. And then they went into another like dynasty. So one of those first periods is called the first intermediate period. That's from 2181 to 2055 BC. Then you have the middle kingdom from 2055 to 1786 BC the second intermediate period from 1786 to 1567 BC, the New Kingdom from 1567 to 1085 BC, the third intermediate period from 1085 to 664 BC, and then the late period through Alexander's conquest, you have that's from 664 to 332 BC. Um, and one of the things I found really fascinating about and you kind of mentioned this i don't know if you mentioned this at the very start or if this was before we started recording but the you never i guess i never really thought about the egypt civilization clashing with civilizations such as the roman empire and the persian empire but they do towards the end right which is super fascinating i'm stuff. sure there's stuff about the greeks in there too it's so interesting and this this 
this area of the world, like this is one of the um, greatest empires and civilizations that has ever existed in the history of man. And throughout, I mean, existing for nearly 5,000 years, you can only imagine how many times they were either fell apart from internal civil war or were taken over by outside forces or at least chunks of their empire were taken over by outside forces. And then towards the end, as everything was kind of falling apart, you have these other empires that are rising to power, you know, so like, and conquesting. Yeah. They're kind of the old empire fading out. These new empires are the big, you know, the big swinging dick on the street. Now they come in conquesting and you got, you know, like Xerxes from the Persian Empire comes in, obviously from the movie 300. We probably all kind of remember that from, you know, the Battle of Thermopylae and all that kind of stuff. And then you have the Roman Empire coming in with Julius Caesar and Mark Antony and all this kind of stuff that end up getting mixed up with Cleopatra there towards the very end. Like all this shit that like I've, you know, names, historical figures that I've heard about or that most people have probably heard about if they've taken history class in high school or whatever, they all connect to Egypt at some point. You know what I mean? And and yeah. once they fell, here's one of here's one of the most sad things when you like start looking into and researching ancient Egypt is how many times um, excuse me that place has been plundered. Oh yeah. Like like long after the fact, after it has long fallen and it's basically ruins and stuff. How many times these um, tombs of these kings and these pharaohs were plundered and, and all kinds of treasures were taken and by who knows who. You right. know what I mean? Like could have been British empires, could have been uh, Middle Eastern people from countries around, you know, surrounding that area. I mean, it could have been from even thousands of years prior from other conquering right. armies. Like for thousands of years, that place has been getting plundered and well, taken but, apart. But think and, about that too. There is, what it, is it King Tut's tomb is still yeah. unopened? Well, I think they finally found King Tut's tomb. I think I was reading about that last so night. Who, but for the longest time, it was like a mystery. No one had found it. Well, but is his the one that is still unopened where they have the knot with the rope that is like no one could retie this knot without – like you have to cut it and you would be able to tell that it was retied? Because like – I'm honestly not sure. I don't know. Because there's like a tomb that's never been opened. And the, it, the rope that is closing it is tied in such a knot that – I guess no one knows how to tie it or like there's something about it that you can't open it without someone being like, yo, someone open this shit. Well, I I know I was reading a little bit last night. I think it's King Tut's King Tutankhamen. Uh, His tomb was for like for a really, really long time was like they, no one could find it. Right. And I think they finally did find it. And I was reading last night because I think this happened like 1922 or something. Some British archaeologist or explorer and his team finally located it. And what I was reading is I guess they um, they went in there, found out what it was, and started opening it. And they ignored like warnings of a curse or rumors of a curse dude. or whatever. And I was as I was reading that, I'm like, dude, those guys had balls. Because I mean, yeah. obviously say what you will about the believability of something like that. But like, I don't know, man. I watched the mummy. Was based on. I watched the mummy movies and it's like, it's kind of like, I'm not willing to go out on a limb and be like, if someone's like, hey, don't stay in that house. That house is haunted. I'm not going to be like, shut the fuck up. It's not haunted. And just go sleep in there with no worries. I'm going to be like, you know, Maybe I won't stay there. 
mean? but, regardless of my thoughts on ghosts, maybe I won't. But stay think about in that it. House, that's what that part I mean? of like their culture was, like oh, the mythology. Yeah, like that's yeah. part of it. You know, you can even use like Native Americans. They, you know, they prayed to different gods, and there's people that are like, I'm a believer. They're like, don't build your house on a ancient burial ground of Native Americans, and I'm like, well, one. That's fucked up if you do, but two, definitely, I'm not going to do that. Like, put me on a plot of land where the Indians were like, yeah, we didn't go over there because there were frogs or something. Like, put me over <laughs> that's one in of the that biggest, area. That's one of the biggest tropes of, like, any horror story or Stephen King story ever. It's like, oh, it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground, and that's why it's haunted and all that kind of stuff. So that's definitely, say what you will about it, That's that's been something that's, like, lodged in the subconscious of people for a very, very long time. And that's not unique to america and the native americans it's it's it's, that definitely extends back to egypt and their fascination with the underworld and with death and and speaking of that to to throw us off into another discussion that hopefully one day we'll be able to have but they believe that there is an ancient civilization hidden here in america that outdates ancient egyptian culture Really? I've they, never they heard be, of this. They believe that there is a civilization. It has yet to be found, but they believe with everything. And I, when I say America, I mean like it could be Canada, the U.S. Or South America. Okay. South America. South America has been more heavily researched, and they're finding stuff in the Amazon, which would be even more fascinating. Wasn't South America like where El Dorado was supposed to be or something? I think they found it. They did find or, well, it. Well, maybe not exactly El Dorado, but they're finding um, – like civilization cities with roads and streets and like quadrants built down in the Amazon jungle and the rainforest. And they say that the Amazon rainforest is the largest natural guard or not natural, but planted garden on the planet. Cause they say that species of plants that they're finding down there aren't native to the Amazon, which means that that shit was brought in and planted over time. Yeah. The Amazon to me, when I hear shit like that, I'm like, Okay, that's totally believable because that cities, entire cities, could get totally swallowed up by in fifty veg- to hundred years. But I don't, under, I don't really understand where that would be in America that we haven't found. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't but, understand where that would be located where we haven't found it like, with like thermal imaging or something. But, but think I mean? about it: no one's searching. I don't know of any. You yeah, know, there's nothing but guess, fascinating. Like, where about, would it be hidden though? Where do they think it's hidden? Do you know? I don't know. No? But but I mean, think about it: like, no one's looking for stuff here. Like like. Yeah, but also like most of the country is just like flat plains and stuff. You know, like it's not like there's like some area in the middle of the United States that's like covered in forest for thousands of miles. But, but we don't like the thing is, is we don't know what the earth looked like 7,000 years ago. True. So if this predates the Egyptians, you might have to go back 10,000 years ago. So we don't know. Like that's I mean, one of the, I mean, it's a fascinating thing to think yeah, about that you're yeah. like, we build these massive cities and everything here in the u.s and we don't think like historical things well honestly have you ever thought about too when you hear things like that or when you think about ancient egypt and you think like okay realistically speaking i mean there are a lot more archaeological artifacts left over from ancient egypt that are still here other than the pyramids but mainly what's left are the three great pyramids right right that's essentially what everyone associates yeah that's essentially what everyone associates with that empire but that's what's left after 7,000 years of wind and water and sand erosion. Do you ever think, like, not only is it fascinating to think if you could hop in a time machine and rewind 
to what it looked like at the peak of their powers. Right. That's one fascinating conversation or concept. Have you ever thought about what would be left of our modern culture in 7,000 years? Like how much do you think would really still be remaining in 7,000 years? Lots of plastic. For like some other civilization to come across where New York City used to be. What, what, what do you think would still be standing? Hopefully they were super advanced. Hopefully, hopefully it's a super advanced and they're not like ancient Egyptians rolling across and like, holy shit, <laughs> what happened here? Well, but, one, of the, one of the concepts, before we kind of get into some more of the, the stuff I wrote down, one of the concepts that I find utterly fascinating is, is when, uh, and I, I get a lot of this stuff from when Joe Rogan has guests on who are these Egyptologists or historians or archaeologists or whatever, and they are constantly finding, so there's always like debates in the academic community because like new pieces of evidence will come across that will kind of change the way they think about Right. Everything they know about this one field of study in well, Egypt, it's ever, what, it's ever changing because the first yeah. person that wrote about it in 1864, yeah, we know a lot more of the than, technology yeah. that they had in yeah. 1924, mm-hmm. and then in 1944 when the world was at war, even more shit got you know, you yeah. drop a bomb in the right spot and you're like, holy shit, like, what oh, did we just uncovered? What did we just unearth on by accident? And then yeah. you know, 1964, you're still trying to figure it out, and then 1984, you're like, oh, we made this strides, and then all yeah. of a sudden you're like 2004. And you're like, holy shit, look at this. And then in two years, because I somehow got stuck with four at the end in 2024, <laughs> we're going to be like, yeah, we know all this. And then in 2044, they're going to be like, yeah, there's a bunch of idiots that looked at this shit before we did. And this yeah, is like, what I can't uncovered. believe they missed this or whatever. But what I was going to say is one of the things I find fascinating and that really gets my brain going is when he'll have one of those people on there and they'll talk about some new piece of evidence. Like one of the ones I don't know a lot about, I've kind of vaguely kept some like some of the facts have loosely stuck in my brain from listening to these guys talk but there's something about the sphinx that you were mentioning that's like been so eroded is they found there's like a new theory out there measuring like the levels of water erosion and wind erosion on that sphinx that is leading some people to believe that that's actually been around much 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 longer than they originally thought which kind of changes their whole perception about what human beings and human beings in big civilizations were capable of back right. then. Because as you start going back farther and farther and farther, like obviously we have these massive empires that you can point to throughout history, like the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire and ancient Egypt. The British Empire. The British Empire. Rome. But as you keep going further and further and further back, there, there get to be fewer and fewer examples. And then at a certain point, we just don't really ex- – we don't – expect anything of like how people were living back then other than just like hunting and gathering and being in small right. little tribes we weren't really like pushing the boundaries of architecture and creating art and advancing language and doing all that kind of stuff or at least we don't think we were going back to pick a number ten thousand years twenty thousand years fifty thousand right years, we thought we were just a bunch of like yeah i can't remember they're not what's the word they're not nomads but like they're cave people but they're like not prehistoric cave oh, there's it's in my mind i just can't think of the word I, I probably know what you're talking about too but um but you know what i mean like if they what gets my brain going is when they go hey we found this piece of evidence that is now leading us to believe that not only is this thing seven thousand years old it might be like twenty thousand years old or whatever like i'm right. just making up numbers right. but like if you if you accept that as a new truth you're like holy fuck, like people were capable of doing that 20,000 years ago? Like 
How did well, they do that? We still don't know how they did it 7,000 years ago. So it's like... I was going to say, we don't know how... Like, <laughs> the Sphinx is a little bit more of like a... I can see it being more believable. Yeah. But when we get to the pyramid talk, and every archaeologist kind of and engineer people. is sitting there, yeah. they're going, we don't know how they did it. And they were like, to, um, to drag those blocks that built the pyramids up, they're like, the ramp for how big it was going to have to be... They were like, it would be pointless. You would almost have to go like to the Mediterranean Ocean and then turn to the right and go a certain distance and then turn I, back I around. I watched that and, video. You sent me that clip finally yeah, last night. Yeah, and they're like, we don't, like it's... And he was talking about you can't... So their explanation of like, oh, because I think his, it was Graham Hancock. Yeah. For anyone who's listening who's curious, you can look up clips on YouTube of Graham Hancock on the Joe Rogan Experience talking about this. But um, I think Graham, Graham Hancock is maybe an Egyptologist or maybe he's just a historian or an archaeologist. I don't know what he is exactly, but he's like studied this heavily in his life for right. a very long time. And he, they were specifically talking about this thing called the King's Chamber. I think it's in the Great Pyramid, right? Yeah, yeah. and like they, the they just one. found it higher than any other. Yeah, and they found it they like found. really high up. And he was talking about how it's like, the ceilings are made out of like these giant marble slabs that weigh like, like 40 tons, however many tons yeah. like, preposterously heavy. Right. And he was saying like, okay, so if you accept the theory that they used like ramps and pulled it up with like ropes or whatever. Right. Okay, sure. But he goes, you start, you, you start having to get into like the actual laws of physics and dynamics and thinking like it becomes, if your ramp is above a certain grade, it becomes like... I think you can like, go past 10 degrees. Yeah, so it, it becomes like physically impossible to move just with people, right. a 40-ton slab of marble well, Imagine fighting 40 degrees. tons so it's like, of weight by itself and then adding gravity trying to pull it back down right. the ramp. Well, and then like not only is it an incredible feat of engineering to just get these things into position, but then they're like cut in such a way that is like mathematically precise and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Stacked perfectly. Fucking like, fascinating, dude. So let's let's back up a little bit because I feel like the pyramids we could do. We should just do well, like but I think we can use it as like a there. good turn point into like what you were talking about is if they could build those, what else could they do that we didn't see? Like yes, you're exactly. talking about the language part. They used hieroglyphics, and I don't I don't think you could speak in hieroglyphics so they had some form of language mm -hmm. and i think it's just called ancient egyptian yeah. for what we know but we don't know anything about it well and they had um at the height of their civilization i'm pretty sure their empire spoke many languages kind of like right. the roman empire because they were spread over such a large swath of land that right. well and Al there alexandria was, was like the popping port yeah. city right right that's another thing that so another fascinating area of study is just like how civilizations become as great as they are and like what factors feed into that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, is it military power? Is it economic power? Is it like geographic location? It's probably a combination of all of those things for stuff like the Roman empire. But you, you, you mentioned it. I mean, talking about the ancient Egyptian empire, um, the Nile river and the port of Alexandria were instrumental in how, right massive that empire became because it was like the main port of imports and exports for all of people well, who, moved who did everything that in, out of in Africa the world into yeah. Europe besides yeah. maybe over by like Gibraltar and Morocco but like think about this too the Roman Empire the British Empire the Persian Empire they all were trying to conquest 
right? Yeah. Like at the height of the Roman Empire, which we're obviously going to have to do an episode on. We that, have to. We have they to. were literally, they owned Britannia besides, you know, the nomads or whatever you want to, the, the Britons that lived north of mm-hmm. a certain area. But they literally owned all of Europe. <laughs> you don't hear about Egypt and they're like, yeah, Egypt owned everything down to the Horn of Africa. They owned everything, you know, into Turkey. I don't think Egypt really cared to conquest. I think they were just a... They did a little they, bit, but not like you right. think of with like the Roman Empire. Right. I'm sure they had, you know, they tried to move into certain areas, probably into like the Jordan, Israel area over mm-hmm. there. But they weren't like, we're going to go conquer all of Europe or conquer all of Africa. Yeah. They were like, hey, we got a solid piece mm-hmm. of land. One, I don't think it was very easy to, you know, go through the desert since that's... Right, right. You know, they got to go it through more or less... It becomes logistically challenging right. to, to travel with but that, like an army. They weren't... I didn't... I wouldn't say they were peaceful, but they weren't a... We're here and we're going to come and just... Take over the world. Take over the thing. world yeah, type thing. Yeah. They were... They seem they, to have they had their trades, they had their yeah. their markets, they had everything to be a successful empire. Well, and they seem to have a very like you said, they had a very like fascinating they had a real fascination with architecture and um religion as well. So like a lot of their mythology and their religions are um baked into and weaved into their architecture. And it really did seem like I mean, when you study or even if you just look at the existence of the great pyramids clearly those were built in mind of wanting to like prove to people coming later oh yeah that they were impressive and that they could build something like this that was going to stick around for a long fucking time or else like why build it you know what i mean there was there was clearly they had some foresight into being like we want to like put a flag in the ground and prove we were here you know what I mean? And the aliens, yeah. Seven thousand years later, we're still talking about it. We can still see those pyramids and still marvel at their well, architectural ingenuity. We're still talking ingenuity. about it because we don't know anything. I mean, we know about yeah. them, but we don't know about them. I well, mean, just the fact that, like, you know, obviously, I'm I'm not an architect. I'm not an engineer. But when you hear people who are talk about those pyramids, and they're like, with modern technology. We maybe could build something like that, but it would take Not, us like a shit long, shitload of a long time, hundreds of years. And it's like, okay, if if that's the truth with modern, you know, equipment. building and construction techniques and equipment, then what the fuck were they doing back then? Right. That they were able seven thousand years ago without tractors, well, and, and bulldozers, and jackhammers, and and people, like, how'd they do it? I don't and, know. It and doesn't people make are always sense. like they use slaves, and I'm like, well, I don't doubt that there was slaves involved in in building this stuff but that can't just be the you have to take a step back and go did the was there like four hundred thousand slaves they each carried a hundred pounds of the brick on their back like yeah it it doesn't there's there's no i don't know egypt doesn't make sense to me as far as its sophistication because while we're on that topic i wanted to pull up from my Great Pyramids notes, this is my section. I had to scroll down to the right section. Um, according to the ancient Greek historian Herodotus, the Great Pyramid itself, so just one just of the pyramids. The Great Pyramid. The Great Pyramid took 20 years to construct and demanded the labor of 100,000 men, according to this ancient but, Greek historian. But now you have people who are coming Looking out saying back it takes after the hundreds of years. Right. It, it would right. have taken hundreds of years so to I do mean, that. So, I mean, you have to read that and take it with a grain of salt because this is a guy who was writing about it probably thousands of years after the fact. Right. Just, he, just he, he rolled in on a wooden boat and was like, yeah. oh, 
just piecing things together from the history that they knew at that time and just guessing. Well, and, and so, so it like, could be wildly inaccurate. So, it might have taken <laughs> what was it? What if it took twenty men a hundred thousand years? <laughs> They're still building them. <laughs> you go out there at night, and there's a guy out there like putting putty down. He's like, "We're still working." It's it's the great 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 to the tenth grandson of some guy who started it. He's still doing it. <laughs> he goes, "I have no idea what they did back then." It's just me and it's, it's me just, and nineteen other families. Me and nineteen yeah. other guys. Were Joe was all the way up top yeah. there. He got the shit end of the stick. I'm we're actually we're tonight. actually working on installing Wi-Fi and some plasma TVs inside. So <laughs> we're upgrading so we it a little chill. bit. But I like I've been to Italy, right? And I went to the Coliseum. I would and, fucking love and to go there. just oh walking by the Coliseum and like we went under. We did the if you go, you gotta if anyone goes to Italy and you go to the Coliseum, do like the full in depth tour because they take you down below. You have to pay a little bit extra, but they take you down below to like the chambers where they kept the animals and yeah. um like the gladiators and stuff. But walking through that and going, This is thousands and thousands of years old. <sighs> and so I'm cool. like I'm touching the marble stone and you're going like and your brain goes, this should fall apart. It's thousands of years old. Like it shouldn't be this stable. And of course they've had to restabilize certain right, parts of right, it, but right. they go, this would probably be more intact, a lot more intact if people didn't come in and take pieces of it to go build other things. Yeah. They're like, like you said, pillaging yeah. the, the pyramids and stuff. Who knows what we're missing from there? Mm-hmm. Like your parents could have something or your relatives that live in New Zealand are like chilling on some, gold relic that they're like yeah well, you know this is our family heirloom and it's like no it's not yeah, it got someone's stolen, stolen that from yeah. ancient egypt right but right. no one will ever know because mm-hmm. you know you there's know so much stuff scattered around the world you know what's the weird thing that i got to thinking about last night when i was reading about how many times you know ancient egypt has been you know plundered and pillaged um there are tombs that I understand. So a lot of these kings or these pharaohs would be buried with massive amounts of who knows like how, how much valuable treasure. Like you can't even probably put a dollar amount on it. It's like it's what's what's the word for that? What's the what, what, it's, priceless uh, priceless. I don't know why I couldn't think of priceless, but it's like priceless treasure. Right. right. I understand taking that like taking if you if you're wanting to get rich or take some piece of this culture taking that kind of stuff but like then also the the actual mummies of these kings they would were be worth, taken and it's like but they were valuable where does that go though like who imagine like you go to some uber rich guy who's like a fucking bond villain basically in just real life his house chilling in the corner and he's just got like an egyptian mummy in his house it's like why do you have that He's just like, I'm rich and I just wanted to have a mummy. Because like, I, like, I have money. Like, what else do you buy when you're worth a Well, have you ever been to, dollars? like, the, the, I almost said the zoo when they have the Egyptian. Um, have you ever been to the museum when they have mm. the, I think it's called the mummy or, like, they have an exhibit that obviously travels. Bro, I got to go to the museum sometime Dude, soon. We've been talking about that actually recently. Sorry, continue. The mummy exhibit or whatever it's called. I'm just going to call it the mummy exhibit because there's mummies there. And it's it's like a... I don't are, know. are you talking about the like Denver Natural History Museum? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, like I, the, I have seen the Egyptian part then, of that. But yeah. then they bring in like another part of like an exhibit that'll come here for like two months or whatever. Yeah. And it has stuff that... I don't know if I've seen that particular like exhibit that comes in but they i have seen a mummy they have right there, which is like but just like the, the fucking the exhibit thing comes in and it has like even bigger stuff because it's a traveling exhibit so okay. it goes okay. to like other things and it's just it's a fascinating thing to look at a mummy and go 
that's really cool. And then your brain kicks in and it's like, dude, that's a dead person. That's a dead person that they from wrapped up and is, is preserved. So fucking so, weird. So think about that. Now to preserve people, we get filled with... All um, kinds of embalming fluid. And, yeah. chemicals and everything. Yeah. And you look weird. Yeah. They used to just wrap people up, throw them in a box, seal it, throw them in dirt. And all of a sudden you open it 2,000 years later and like, oh, that's a person. Yeah. It's fucking trippy. That's Dude, a person. You want to know something else trippy when we're talking about uh, mummies? I was reading about there was – it wasn't King Tut. It was some other pharaoh or king that they had unearthed his mummy and they had they had moved it to some museum, obviously, to be displayed and all this kind of stuff. Well, I guess – you can probably Google this too, anyone who's listening and, and, and look up the name. But there was a famous incident in like the 70s or something where this mummy – was issued a passport to travel from between countries because apparently the mummy had some sort of a fungal infection and it was rapidly deteriorating, I guess. Oh. So they had to like ship it across countries to get it treated to like preserve the body because I, I don't know what sort of fungal infection it was, but like some sort of infection had gotten on this mummy and was like eating it or something. Fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> so it's like... After all this time, like it was chilling in a tomb for thousands of years, and we open it up out of a box and put it in a fucking museum, and all of a sudden it just starts like falling apart. You know what I mean? It's like so that's the really aliens' crazy. device kicking in. Yeah, they're like, oh, they found our technology. Yeah, quick deteriorate it, <laughs> dude. You want to you want to hear some other cool shit about about Egypt? I don't think we have enough time. Oh yeah, there's just way too we, much we better, to talk about. We better Egypt. wrap this up. Okay, no. So what I was gonna start with is I throughout this like history dot com piece that I uh, that I got a lot of my info from last night. I noticed that so obviously it's been well documented on this podcast. I'm a big movie fan. Really? And yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that. you knew that about me, but But speaking of movies, the mummy movies besides the one with Tom Cruise. I was just going there. So uh, and the last one. The two that happen in Egypt are by far bangers, bangers. two of my favorite like I would probably put those two movies in my top five. They're fucking awesome. Of They're like, so great. So I'm glad you brought that up because you obviously remember the Scorpion King. The Scorpion King, I think, was like a either a spinoff or a prequel to the Mummy movies. I forget exactly how they so did it. The Scorpion the King. The Scorpion King was in one of the Mummy movies, but they also made his own. Well, like, so the Scorpion of King would have been a prequel as far as like his time was like the ancient. Yeah, you know, I think time he, his was a prequel to like the Mummy storylines. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, you remember the Scorpion King? Yes. You remember Imhotep? Like yeah. the actual mummy guy he was an from actual the priest. mummy. Yes, so that's where I was going. So, way way we'll back, there. way way back in what they refer to as um, what was it? The pre-dynastic period. So this is like between five thousand and three thousand one hundred BC, like when Egypt is being founded and kind of brought together into an empire, right? Like during that time frame. There was actually a king named Scorpion, like a Scorpion king. Um, who basically originally tried to conquer there was there was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom of Egypt and he tried to conquer the northern kingdom around 3200 BC apparently i found that to be pretty interesting cuz i thought the scorpion king was just some cool thing they made up to like relate to the mummy franchise that's like actual based on real history right. i mean very very loosely obviously the, the concept yeah. is based on um, and then I was reading about this too. It said also during the old kingdom era, which is a little bit further on down the line, which I think was, so this is like right around the time of the pyramid builder. So this is between 
2686 and 2181 BC. Um, the third dynasty's king, uh, Djoser, I guess, asked Imhotep, who was an architect, a priest, and a healer, to design a funeral monument or a funerary monument for him, which resulted in the world the world's first major stone building, the Step Pyramid. So, Imhotep from the Mummy movies, the designer of the first pyramid, is like basically was a real person and designed one of the world's first major stone buildings. Um, it said this said this eventually led to the zenith of pyramid construction, which occurred with the construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza on the outskirts of Cairo. This pyramid was later named one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Um, I got all kinds of cool shit here, uh, but I found that interesting that like the Scorpion King and Imhotep from the Mummy movies with the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies that all millennials love is but like yeah. actual based on real Egyptian history. Yeah, loosely, very loosely, yeah, but like loosely, but yeah. I mean, they had to make it fun. Yeah. You know how boring an actual, like, Egyptian, like, a nonfiction Well, it, it actually would probably might be. be pretty fucking fascinating. Well, if, if it's like, set in that time. Although, I, I was going to say if Ridley Scott did one, but Ridley Scott did do the movie Exodus. Did you ever see that movie? I feel like i seen, pe- like, pieces of it, but not the whole yeah. thing. And it obviously together. has to do with the biblical story of, you know... Moses and the Israelites fleeing right. Egypt and all that kind of stuff. It's not one of his best movies, but it's like the guy I would want to do a historical epic right. like that. Like he's known for that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, but. and that's just the thing that was like that stuff happened and we wouldn't think anything of it. We're like, dude, that dude's the bad guy. He's the mummy. And yeah. then in real life, they're like, no, he's a, he was a sweet guy. He, yeah. he an architect, an and architect, a healer, and, built a tomb, you know, yeah. healed people. <laughs> He probably wasn't a sweet guy. I don't know if I would go that far. But well, I'm just, I, I I'm, feel like you get what I'm saying, yeah, though, yeah. is like the movie I, I portrayed feel like, him as. I feel like in general, as you go backwards, people were just more and more savage as fuck. So yeah, he was, had to be. Even like nice people back then were probably like barbaric <laughs> in terms He's, of our. A standards. nice person back then only had like 12 kills on their yeah, resume. Yeah, he only beheaded like a few servants. <laughs> he was like relatively nice to Oh, me. you didn't heal Susie today? <laughs> Later, bitch. Um,. So this last little, I just have a couple of paragraphs here of stuff that I wrote. So I just kind of pulled out. I can say this last little, and then you're like, only a couple paragraphs. Well, I'm not going to get on, because I have a whole page on Egyptian mythology and a whole other page on pyramids, but yeah, we can just save, save those it. for later. Just um, save it. But I just pulled out things from that history.com. I keep wanting to say like article, but it's not really an article um, that I just found interesting. And this is, I kind of referenced this earlier when I was talking about towards the end of the Egyptian empire they had run-ins with the Persian Empire and the Roman Empire. So this is kind of where it gets to talking about that. So um, in 525 BC, so this is obviously like well, well, well into the Egyptian Empire towards their downfall. The king of Persia defeated the last uh, Saeti, I guess is how you say it, king, and the Battle of Pelusium, and Egypt became part of the Persian Empire. King Xerxes from between 486 and 465 BC led a tyrannical rule over Egypt as part of his empire, which I guess I never knew. Um, I obviously knew of King Xerxes from like, you know, the movie 300 and the story of the Persian empire and the Greeks and all that kind of stuff. But I did not know that Egypt was part of his empire at some point. Um, And then obviously this is another person that I don't know a ton about, and I would love to just get, go, just randomly go balls deep into history about Alexander the Great. But um, eventually, Alexander the Great of Macedonia defeated the armies of the Persian Empire and conquered Egypt. 
Following Alexander's death, Egypt was ruled by a line of Macedonian kings. The last ruler of Ptolemaic Egypt, and it's it's named Ptolemaic Egypt after a guy named Ptolemy, who was one of um, Alexander the Great's lead generals. Um, the last ruler of Ptolemaic Egypt was the legendary Cleopatra, who surrendered Egypt to the armies of Octavian, later Augustus, in 31 BC. What followed was six centuries of Roman rule, during which Christianity became the official religion of Rome and the Roman Empire's provinces, including Egypt. So that's kind of what you were talking about earlier, which is just utterly fucking fascinating, how they go from being this polytheistic religion for thousands of years, and they get taken over not only by the Persian Empire, but then by the Roman Empire, and then by the very end, Christianity is the main religion in Egypt. And if this Fascinating is, shit. And dude. if this is correct, the Roman Empire ruled Egypt, or it was the Roman and Byzantine Empire... Uh, in Egypt for 670 years. Wow. Wow. But I guess in ancient Egyptian time, that's like a tenth of it, so it's not that much. I mean, 600 years is definitely a long time, but when you're around for 5,000 years, that doesn't sound like that much. Um, Dude, imagine being a country that just was like invaded and taken over by every empire in the world. (laughs) Like the Persians came in, then the Romans came in, then... It shows that the French came in, the Ottoman came yeah. in. Basically, everyone got a piece. Then there point. was, um, you know, the British came in. Of course, in, the fucking British got their and then there was paws on it. I'm sure there was Germans that went in there and oh yeah, like it was just everyone. Egypt was just passed around the world. Yeah. Um, the last couple things I have on here, I mentioned this earlier. Um, Ancient Greek historian Herodotus estimated that the Great Pyramid of Giza took 100,000 men some 20 years to build. Um, But the history.com thing did say, after all of these years of archaeological study, it is still unknown how exactly the Great Pyramids were built. Still a complete mystery. Um, One other interesting fact that I pulled out of that thing was um, everyone has probably heard of the Rosetta Stone. It's now the name of like one of the most popular language learning apps and things you can do. Um, it's a black granite slab that was discovered by Napoleon Bonaparte's army in 1798. It contains three languages, hieroglyphic, demotic, and Greek, and its translation in 1822 provided the key to understanding Egyptian hieroglyphs for the first time. It is dated back to 196 B.C., so that would be probably where hieroglyphics slowly started to fade away. Yeah. And I think that's our main, you know, meaning modern people, our main go-to for starting to so decipher what's modern for hieroglyphics. ancient Egyptian talks. We're talking like 1500s for modern. Well, I mean, it's only 500 years ago. This is they discovered it in 1798. That's pretty modern when you're talking about. Yeah, I mean the U.S. Egypt. was you know 20 years old. Yeah. So Think I mean, about that. Our country <laughs> was 20 years old when they started to find all these. Yeah. Well, and it dated treasures. back to 196 BC. So that was like 2,200 years old when they found it. <laughs> it's fucking crazy dude dude i would love to go to egypt and like find like a treasure there i wouldn't want to i mean i'm sure i'd love to keep it but i just want to like get my hands on something that was so valuable from seven thousand years ago because it would just be like that mental you're like 
holy shit, I did it. I found it. Well, I just want to, I want to do like what you were talking about of uh, the experience of being at the Coliseum and just like touching the wall or something. Yeah, go and just touch being the like, pyramid. You're like, oh. Being like, dude, when this was built, this happened 7,000 years ago. And like people, I'm touching the same yeah. stone that people touched 7,000 years ago. Just to, I feel like it's very humbling. Do you get that? Okay, feeling? so it's, speak, it's speaking very of grounding that, and humbling. When I was in Rome, they built waterways. Like, yeah. I would, people will, you know, people argue every empire was the most sophisticated. The Romans definitely had. They were pretty fucking I think the Colosseum was the first place to have public restrooms. Yeah. So, like, legit. Because they go, had, like, a plumbing system, right, essentially. Right. Yeah. But they still have, like, aqueducts going through Rome. And so there's, like, fountains <laughs> so that come cool. out onto the street. It's obviously, like, a water fountain. But it's it's a water fountain. You can drink the water, <laughs> and it's like it just is constantly running. But and it's it, basically it's, built. It's probably there. They've we've done some amending to it, but it's right. Built I, I think on it comes through pipes. But I main think structures of what right, they did thousands of years. I think ago. it's filtered through the ground. Like I don't think there's like an actual. And I could be completely wrong. Yeah. But I was a tourist, so I definitely went and drank. Let's just any, say you're right. Fuck it. Any fountain I saw in Rome, I went and drank out of. It was the coldest, best tasting water I've ever had. Oh, Either it was wonderful. heavily polluted with shit, bird <laughs> shit, whatever you want to call, or it was so like minerally like flavored from just natural walking around purification. On a hot summer day in Italy Dude, and just get a little. It was free taste. It was out of the water delicious. Fountain. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It was deli- I saw some, like a local. T- the, they look like a local to me. Go up and drink out of it. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go do that too because I'm thirsty. And I was like. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> it was the greatest water I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get sick, so I'm assuming it's pretty fucking clean water, or I just yeah. got a great digestive system, which we Could all know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that stuff is more recent than Egypt, but they're saying Egypt could be the most technologically advanced group of people to ever live. Well, it's just, I think it. The reason why they say that is because you you go there and you go, okay, you're looking at it and you're like, they built these massive pyramids that are like architecturally baffling. But there's the problem is there's no record or any sort of archaeological evidence of the tools they used or right. how they lived, the what kind of food they ate really. Like all that's gone, but what they built is still here. So it just leaves us now to wonder like how the fuck did they build that? So like, yeah. they it, must have been really advanced if they were able to do that as long ago as we think they did. Or you know, you could go to the belief that you and I have, which is like it was aliens. fucking. They had help from people who are way more advanced and who weren't people. <laughs> they just dropped them off. Like, bloop. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, think think about that though. Is we're still uncovering new things about their civilization because we see the pyramids and we're like let's go excavate around them right and that's what a smart person does and we're still excavating stuff around them we're still learning stuff about them but we don't not to my knowledge does any modern society base stuff off of as far as like ancient egyptian we still don't know that much about them to where we're like yeah. they did this and it was a smart thing to do we're like hey we built you know this ark because They've, I think, like the columns was were first designed in Greece. Then people are like, I think the, you know, like Greece has amazing archi- oh, yeah. uh, architecture <clears throat> as well. But it's like, 
We have pillars still being built. We have massive stadiums looking identical to a coliseum as far as the, the structure of it. No one's building pyramids. Yeah, that no, is true. There's, there's not no really giant I mean, there sphinxes are, being built. Yeah, there are other pyramids elsewhere in the world, but they're also from ancient civilizations. There's like no modern cultures that are obsessed with building pyramids. Really. Right, and and it's and, and that's you have where like, like isn't isn't the Louvre in Paris? Isn't that a pyramid? But it's like, like a like glass a couple, pyramid. Yeah, you have a couple of things like that, but it's not like I think it's an art. The Louvre is an art. Um, th- yeah, like. I can't an art gallery. Yeah, yeah. So it's and it's there's not really artistic. like the United States or Russia or China has not really, you know, gathered a bunch of economic resources to build some massive pyramid that's going to be here for the next thousands of years. No one's really done that, right? Well, but like that's the thing too is you sit there and you go, "What's the point of the pyramid?" Yeah, right? and then you find it like, "Oh, there's you know a hundred tombs inside, so it's just a massive burial ground for rich people." And I and this is where I come in, and I'm like. Nah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's kind of the answer, but also there had to be other. There's got to be an underlying reason, yeah. or else why spend so much time and energy? Clearly, those things. I mean, depending on how fast they were building them, I mean, within one king's lifespan, those things were not going to be well, done. So, well, it's think like, about it. If if it truly why, why took keep doing that? Why keep hundreds, that up from the last guy? Right. You know? If if it truly took hundreds, if not thousands, of years to build those, we don't know. Yeah. That would outlive bloodlines. Right. So, so so some king comes in, he goes... Clearly, there was some through line between being passed down from king to king or pharaoh to pharaoh of being like, yeah, this is a project we still need to pursue. Right. Like, what... What was that? What determined that? Yeah. Because there's not a lot of other... You know, they're all in a specific region kind of along the Nile, but it's like, you don't find any other ancient Egyptian... Like buildings elsewhere, like you're kind yeah. of like. There's a few things here and there, but that that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Is like the main lasting ones are those three pyramids, right? And I don't think they're ever like people are like, oh, they're eroding, and I'm like, where are they going to go? The desert's going to have to swallow them up. Yeah, I mean, they have been eroding. I think they say, I want to say the the Great Pyramid has actually lost some of its height over time just due to erosion. Right. But it's still like 450 feet high or some yeah. crazy but, I mean, shit like, like that. And that's taken 7,000 years right. to happen. <laughs> okay. So I mean, it, erosion happens like the Grand Canyon. That happened, right, I mean, that right. happened over millions of years. But yeah. that's but what like, erosion okay, does. So maybe it loses another 100 feet in height, but not for another 7,000 years. Yeah, like, if not even like longer than that. Right. Yeah. So, okay, great. It's still around for a fucking well, long but time. But speaking of like, that, too, is that whole Sahara desert region, according to uh, one of the other guys on Joe Rogan's podcast, he's always on there. He's fascinating to listen to. Grew up in South Africa. Why can't I think of his name? That's like every guy that he has on there. His name, Jane. No, Except not the Jamie. South African part. <laughs> um, Finn, he's, he's a dude that talks a lot about like ancient civilizations too, but he believes that, or that there's scientific proof that the Sahara changes between desert and tropical forest that's fucking crazy. like like it's it's a it's a pattern and i think he said he's like in the next couple thousand years you're gonna start to see we obviously won't see shit but <laughs> you're gonna start to see that the sahara will now change into a tropical rainforest again and then so in a couple thousand years again it'll turn into a desert so it's like think about that it was a desert when they were there but he's saying like this is kind of going a little off topic but they believe atlantis was west of Egypt over in 
Yeah, where do they think Atlantis con- was? I con- I mean, I there, there's multiple Jimmy Corsetti episode of the JRE that he was he talked about Atlantis for a long time. That's another really fucking so, interesting one. So this is the spot there they talk about that this could be Atlantis. Where is that? That's in Western Africa and okay, Mauritania. Hmm. I butchered that, but so I mean, it's west of Egypt, you know. But he's like. Back when Atlantis would have existed, it would have been a flood, like a lush rainforest. But and it's just like it's a fascinating area of the world to think yeah. that that would be a rainforest. And he's like, no, that's how the Earth like cycles that area. Yeah. So at some point before they built the pyramids in ancient Egypt, the civilization that lived there lived in this vast rainforest, and then it wow. went away. And they're like, oh, now it's desert. Let's just throw some big old fucking pyramids out there. <laughs> Well, and really, without the Nile River, there's no way oh, Egypt ever came to be such a gigantic civilization. Because you don't, ha- without access to a giant water supply like that to grow food and to, you know, obviously to drink, you're fucked. You, there's yeah, no, oh, there's yeah. no way anyone's building a civilization out there. Like it's just not happening. Well, and it's just so fascinating because you look at it now, and like we're on Google Maps right now, and there's Cairo, and then what is it? A delta? That's what it's called. The is it the Cairo Delta or the Egyptian Delta, whatever the Delta is called? That's it. That's the only green part of Egypt. <laughs> like legit. It's just yeah. Egypt is just desert. And then there's Cairo, which is just has a massive Delta, which is just lush and green. Yeah. Um, one of the fascinating things that, so they, I, I think I, I don't know if I listened to that whole Graham Hancock episode, but he gets into it a little bit in that clip that you sent me right after they were talking about the King's Chamber and these big marble slabs and all that kind of stuff. And he's kind of, this is why like it's a little bit weird to talk about because he gets like a little bit into like the woo-woo type stuff. But I mean, we only half jokingly think the aliens built the pyramids. So I mean, this could also be true. But he was talking about how like, some of the people who are really obsessed with psychedelics and, um, you know, humanity's relationship with psychedelics going back throughout right. history is like one of the real out there sort of woo woo theories is like maybe these people had access to abilities that we think of now as like superhuman through the use of psychedelics. So, so they're, he was, they're all on like PCP. Maybe. Or they were <laughs> just running. Just one dude on PCP just running with this forty ton slab of Well like, he Wah! was kinda he, he kinda made mention that it maybe would have been like telekinesis or something. Which uh, sounds fucking absurd. But alien. like also it's no more absurd than any other theory because we don't know how it was made. It's just right. this thing appeared there and we're like, I we have no idea how that was made. But I, it would be a lot funnier to imagine like what you were just saying. Like there's just a bunch of hulked out fucking Egyptians just on PC. Like, just, just like hulking up these giant slabs, just running up ramps and plopping them down. <laughs> Could you imagine that? They're like, people are like, yeah, the world's strongest man now just deadlifted. 1,200 pounds and some ancient Egyptian yeah. dude's like, well, when I was on PCP, I deadlifted a 40-ton yeah. like, well, slab when and I, ran up a ramp. When I ingested a handful of Nile mushrooms, I could lift a 40-ton <laughs> fucking slab. <laughs> and throw it a mile. <laughs> Bet you I could throw a, throw a concrete slab over those uh, sand dunes over there. <laughs> That's what it was. It was That's a bunch was. of just strong dudes, and they just <laughs> it was a competition. stacked up. Yeah. And they had one guy that was like neatly stacking them. That's what it was. It was like a shot put competition for, <laughs> for superhumans. 40-ton <laughs> 
and they all landed in a pile, and that's just how the pyramids got here. That's my new theory. And then some pharaoh came along and decided to ruin it by digging tunnels through it, yeah, and making yeah, tombs. Yeah, not dickheads. Back when they like at, long afterwards, when Egyptians became pussies and couldn't throw <laughs> 40, <laughs> forty ton slabs. stones. <laughs> that's our new theory. It's Dude, either the aliens a, or it's that. That's a great theory to think about. <laughs> and then the PCP or mushrooms, whatever, traveled around the world wherever there's pyramids and they yeah, started having yeah. their own competitions with smaller. Yeah. It was on stones. a smaller scale. Like the Mayans did it like with some different mushrooms. didn't quite hulk yeah. you out quite as much. They had to cut their slabs yeah. tremendously down yeah. from the pyramids. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously we're, we're making a bunch of jokes about that shit. But, like, it goes back to... But are we making the, jokes, though? Because we don't know. The fascinating part of this is, like... Clearly, this civilization had access to things that we did not believe they had access to, like technology and architectural and constructural abilities that we did not think they had access to, let alone maybe we don't even currently have access to. So it's like, what got lost in the interim between when those pyramids were built and now? What sort of invaluable technology or information or knowledge got lost between them and us. Clearly something got lost. A lot of stuff got lost. Something in those hieroglyphics surely we're not getting. And we don't know what it is because we, the fact that modern people can't explain how they did that is, is more insane than I think people give it credit for. Like, I feel like once you... That's one of those facts where, like, you should just, once you learn it, walk around every day like, bro, how the fuck did the pyramids get made? But like, hey, man, you want to hang out this weekend? No, I want to figure out how the fucking pyramids got made. I'm going to study I, I, this I every there, day until I die. I would sit there and be like, well, good luck, because we still don't know, and you're not an expert in this field, and... Like, I'm going back to school. I'm taking out loans. I'm going to become an Egyptologist. But I mean, like, I mean, we're jumping to the pyramids, which is fine, because it's probably the most fascinating... I mean... For us, is the most fascinating thing of Egypt because, like yeah. you said, it's the only thing that's still kind of standing as far as we don't know their language. We don't really know super depth about their entire culture. And, I mean, think about it. How, if you were to slide a 40-ton stone up a ramp, what kind of what kind of ramp you build in? Like, are, yeah. do we got 40-ton stone ramps that we're yeah. installing and that what's are able holding to those hold, up. Yeah, to hold. Because he was saying like, um, that Graham Hancock guy was saying like, some people have said it was like sand ramps, but he's like, no amount of sand packed together could hold a 40 ton slab on it as you try and, and then hoist s- it up. slide it up. Yeah, it's like, it's just not going to happen. Well, and, and he brings up a good point. He goes, for how long it would have to be to get the last one on, he goes, if you start at the base of the pyramid to get the last one on, you have to go up at a 10-degree slope. And I'm sure there's a way to do the math, but I ain't no math genius anymore. <laughs> but if you go up at a 10-degree slope, you have to go all the way up to 450 feet. Yeah. And then you still have to change a direction unless you start the ramp back to where <laughs> right. it gets up to 450 feet when you can pull it. Yeah. And that means you have to make a ramp. You know, Obviously, the first level would be the easiest. You can just slowly slide 40 ton slabs together that's the easy part and then you build your first ramp up and then you you're like okay this was tough to get them up there and then you you know but 450 feet high that ramp had to have been more than a mile yeah if if not a couple of miles it just went like this up which how which is physically impossible it's it's impossible like maybe they had some sort of access to like 
propulsionary technology that could get those things up ramps at a steep angle, but like we don't know. But how would you stop it? Well, yeah, and like what sort of technology do they use? <laughs> Imagine to do that, just like being that? like a farmer working on his land, and you turn around and you just see a forty-ton stone just with like a jet engine, like, <laughs> and you're like, oh. yeah. I was gonna say, like, what did they strap rocket engines? I'm gonna to have the to replow the field after like, this one. It just none of it makes any sense. No. You want to hear some cool stuff about the pyramids since we're talking about them? Or should I, we wait for another episode? Should we tease people? Well, how long have we gone? Sixteen years. Sixteen years ago. Uh, we're over an hour. We, I honestly feel like we should maybe pause here and save the pyramids. I think. Stuff for later. I think we just. I Cause think because the pyramids will probably talk for like two plus hours. On yeah, because I have some. I have a page of research here on the pyramids, but I honestly like. I found myself getting so fascinated with the actual timeline of ancient Egypt that more of my notes are on that than are on the pyramids. But I do have some cool stuff on the pyramids. Plus, that may that might give me some time to like watch some documentaries too, or like watch some yeah, YouTube I'm, things. I'll and, look on Netflix for like. Yeah. An Egyptian. There, there's got to be, and if we find some, we'll we'll shout them out on the next podcast too. Yep. Like some great ancient Egypt uh, like documentaries to watch on Netflix or YouTube or whatever, because there has to be some out there. Oh I, yeah, I, I, there has to be a ton of them. So um, that'll give me time to watch a couple of those and like jot down some notes and yeah, come, come prepare. With I some could shit. definitely watch a documentary like that. Fuck my yeah. nerdy ass would yeah. be like, yeah, I'm all yeah. about it. <laughs> Like, look at, it's come full circle, dude, where we've been out of school for this long and now we're going to actually voluntarily sit down and watch study a documentary something. and study and take it's notes. because in school we didn't get to study anything fun. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, I'm actually interested in yeah, this. Yeah, it's like, now I just want to do this for fun. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think that's probably a good stopping point so we yeah. don't get too I mean, we'll definitely probably revisit yeah. the whole conversation about everything. Yeah. So this is, you know, thank you to everyone who has, has listened this far. This is our ancient Egypt podcast part one probably yep. and this this will probably be a, probably be a two or three part episode and maybe more who knows um maybe 50 yeah what's another one haven't we done another series that's kind of like a multi-parter although we, we did the simulation theory well that's simulation that's been theory. a whole series the simulation theory was a two-part podcast didn't we do two time travel episodes too we did, did a couple time travel or no time. i think we just did one like maybe we just, or we, we did. We might have done two. There was one other one that we did two on. I think. But anyways, just, it'll be like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can't figure <laughs> anyways, it out. We're going to sit here and just babble about it. It'll be like that. So yeah, thank you for listening. Um, you know, tune in. I don't know. Uh, should we do our very next one, following it up on this, or should we do something in between? We could do one on the pyramids after this. I mean, it'd be a good segue. I already have it. some notes, so it wouldn't be that hard to come up with some other yeah, stuff. So I mean, could, I'd say we could do our next one on it. All right. So next time. It'll be Ancient pyramids. Egypt part, podcast part two, all about the pyramids. Yes. And we'll come with some actual facts and figures and crazy shit to talk about other than just me being like, yeah, Graham Hancock said this one time on a podcast I listened to. Instead, it'll be Graham Hancock wrote an article. Yeah, that I actually read. <laughs> and here's what he said. So, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Um, tune in next time for some more Ancient Egypt stuff. Hopefully, you guys like this content. I think our episodes where we talk about real crazy shit like this and time travel and simulation theory seem to do pretty well. So we'll try and keep more of these coming. Um, there's obviously, you know, we could pivot to the ancient Roman empire. We could oh, do we'll the Persian do empire. Like I mean, we could do, we could do mythology. We'll do the Mayans, Aztecs. Yeah. There's a lot we'll, of other, we should go through all of them and then we should we go, do. you know, this one would have won in a war. At they the all, height of all of the empires, if, this one would have won in a if war. If they all existed at the same time and went to battle, this one would have won. Definitely the Romans. I'm I sorry. was gonna. I feel like the, the Romans, Romans would just because their military tactics are yeah. still used today. Yeah. Well, we'll do that another. <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> that's that's for 
year five of the podcast, probably. <laughs> hey, hopefully year five we're in a studio. Yeah. We can have like experts from each one. We're yeah. going to be like, all right, let's go to our Mayan expert. Yeah. He's like, fuck no. The Romans wouldn't have beat us. He's like, oh, let's, let's go, go to, to the Roman expert. Roman expert? Would you like to retort, Oh, we would have fucking smoked you guys. <laughs> like, this is getting a heated debate between two experts. We have no idea how to control you guys. That sounds great. I would love that. But, um, yeah. but anyway, yeah, um, thanks for listening. Go check out the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the Twitter. Um, you know, go like, rate, review on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, show us some love. We appreciate you listening. Yeah, and we'll be back. I'm not going to give you a timeline, but we'll be back with a pyramid episode next. Yeah. Probably uh, in the next oh week yeah. or two. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks, for sure. we so, got to keep uh, more content, bro. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we will uh, chat at you guys later. All right. Till next time, everybody. Thanks.